0: On this AV Nation special, Infocom 2021 has been postponed to the fall. October 22nd through the 29th are the new dates. We sit down with VIXA CEO Dave Lobuskas on the decision to make the move and what it means for the industry moving forward. All that and more next on this AV Nation special.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 this is, is Aviation. AV Nation.
0: This is A.B. Nation. This is an A.B. Nation special. Update on Infocom 2021. It's Tom with Aviation Nation with an Aviation Nation special. Infocom 2021, the trade show, uh, the North American uh, trade show put on by Avixa. currently is scheduled for June 12th through the 18th. However, uh, we have gotten notification from Avixa that they are now moving it, rescheduling Infocom 2021 to October 23rd through the 29th. Of course, those dates for those early dates are going to be the education 27th through the 29th are the days of the show with us to discuss. This is Avixa CEO, Mr. Dave Lobuskas. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. Great to be here. Great, to be, great, great to have you, sir. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, a couple things here, real quickly. Um, we're, um, you know, this is the 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 first part of the year, the first quarter, right? The the first part of February. Typically, a year ago, actually, you and I and a bunch of other uh, folks were getting ready for ISD, Integrated Systems Europe 2020, last one in. Uh, in Amsterdam, that has been postponed. But, but I, w- I want to walk through the, the, the last year here or so um, and, and kind of talk about the process. Before I do that, though, I, I want to bring up a couple of quotes that you you have in, in, in your release. The, and I think this is one and, and the most important one, at least, uh, I think, to the members of Avixa and those in the industry. You say, quote, throughout my tenure, Avixa has been committed to two fundamental priorities, to be the hub of the AV, uh, the, of the AV professional community, as well as act as a catalyst for growth for the AB market given that is is your your tenants your 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 foundation does that help you make this decision uh the first part of the year the first quarter the first half of even even of the first quarter
1: yeah absolutely Th- those those sort of fundamental guiding principles were defined by our board of directors in my first or second year uh, on the job and I have um, embraced them and, and lived with them as uh, touch points for every big decision. Um, we we've talked about this before whether it's been on, uh, on on your show or in person Tim about the fact that the sort of the blessing and the curse of being the CEO of a not-for-profit is I don't have shareholders um, mm-hmm. and uh, the blessing side of that is is that we can make decisions that are focused more on mission than on business. Um, the curse is that we get evaluated based on uh, qualitative and emotional factors rather than on share price, uh, and it's challenging to make a million people around the world happy uh, with every decision that you make. Uh, in fact, it's impossible. Um, as we started, uh, you really you, the this these. These issues, these guiding thoughts, impacted the decisions we made with respect to holding ISE last year. They were at the core of the decision we made about canceling Infocom last year, and um, they are uh, concepts. They're touchstones. I guess this is a great phrase for it that we we go back to as we uh, decide everything. Uh, What what uh, should we offer free education for our members? Should we um, charge dues. Should we have a trade show? Should we fill in the blank? Um, and then the, 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 questions that follow that are, does it allow us or enhance our ability to support the AV professional community? Or does it contribute to the growth of the AV market? Holding a trade show, um, is at the core of delivering both of those. Uh, it's, the, it's the ultimate physical manifestation of both of those principles. Uh, it's why I see trade shows as part of our strategy, why I see trade shows as part of our identity as an association. There are associations out there that look at trade shows as um, this is how we generate our money so that we can then deliver on our mission yeah. And, I, and I respect that. I just don't share that perspective. To me, the trade show is the physical manifestation of community and market growth, catalyst, being a catalyst for market growth. And I, I'm specific about that because I, um, I don't think we as a VIXA can grow the market. I think that's up to those in the marketplace, the manufacturers, the software developers, the installers, the distributors. They're the ones that are going to actually increase sales. But we can be a catalyst for that. We can communicate the message of importance of AV, the strategic value of investing in AV. We can reach out to audiences that perhaps individual manufacturers can't reach. Um, All of that, again, is, is emphasized during a trade show. It's why... Why we do trade shows all around the world uh, is, is further to commit to that global industry and bring the market together, bring the participants of the market together to learn from each other and share experiences and to bring buyers and sellers together.
0: Let's talk about that um, that that global part, right? Because you you did uh, Vixa, uh, the organization was able to to have a number of in person um, trade shows. infocom China, the the one uh, more specifically the, specifically the one I'm th- I'm thinking of. But you also pivoted and and um, you know did a number of virtual events, including Infocom, right? Uh, Infocom US, the North American one, uh, with Infocom Connected. Uh, Infocom, uh, the uh, the the show you do in uh, Infocom India uh, was 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 virtual. Um, you know, uh, integrate Australia was was virtual as well. So when you're looking at this year and you're looking at at your now you're postponing Infocom in in person uh, in Orlando to October, is it something where, you know, you're, you're looking to, to continue that or having, um, I, I, I hesitate to use the word hybrid cause it's been overused, but having you know, elements that, that you learned last year, uh, from, from Infocom 2020, uh, or is it just going to be, this is, this is Infocom in Orlando, that's it. Um, and if we have to cancel like you did last year, it's going to go virtual or is there, are there going to be elements of both?
1: Yeah, you, you you distracted me with your comment about hybrid, so I'm trying to figure out how to say that we're going to pivot to hybrid in these unprecedented times. Oh, good lord! Um,
0: <laughs> it's too early in the morning for me to drink that much. Dude.
1: <laughs> we need we need COVID cliche bingo, right? Oh. For uh, for conversations these days, I I, um, I think uh this is another it's it's really not overuse some of the phrases that have been out there because so many people are talking about the same thing right that's why this is happening um it's why certain words are getting used um i don't see uh digital versus physical as an either or i see them uh as intertwined with each other i think at the early stages of this we all said um there, there's a potential of death of in person, right? Where this is working, the and and I think, you know, within months we all realized, yeah, it works, but it doesn't work as well as being connected. There's, there's not the same serendipity. There's not the same uh, richness of experience, uh, uh, and and it, and it, almost by definition, can't be. Um, it's similar to a, a good book and a Great adaptation of the book to a movie, right? You don't you don't turn it into a movie by filming the pages being turned and somebody reading it. That's that's an audio book, but it's not a movie. Um, I think in the early stages of this, a lot of us were producing audio books and calling them movies. Um, I think we were trying to present a substitute platform for a trade show in the digital space. Um, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I, I just I don't think it's uh, it, I, I don't think it does justice to either. What I do believe is that the interplay of engagement. Um, if we focus in on the community part first, um, if you can provide a gathering for individuals to be able to share experiences, to share knowledge, to get to know people, and you can provide that in a digital space, I think that has value. And I think at times that value can be reinforced by a time-bound event of some sort. Um, we will have continuing evolve continued evolution of our digital presence. And um, if you look at Infocom Connect in June, compared to Go Virtual in uh, November in Mumbai, and then Design in December in December in December. Yeah. you you can you can actually just look at those three platforms and see an evolution of business model value delivery and engagement and they continue to get better i think i think the the broad tent is a phrase that we always used about infocom it's it's the it's it's a mile wide and not an inch deep but it's not it's not a focused boutique event. It's it's talking about the breadth of our industry and all of the solutions and all of the components of those solutions. Um, I think the digital environment of event is more suited to focused uh, communities, smaller communities, uh, sub communities. I should say because I don't think they're they're separate from. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of words, Tim. I apologize. Yes, there will be um, a hybrid. Engagement with Avixa and with Avixa's membership, and the hybrid engagement will be leveraged as a platform for manufacturers and other participants who exhibited a trade show to ex- participate in that platform. Um, but I don't, I don't see, and and maybe I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I, I don't see a virtual exhibit floor uh i i haven't seen i haven't heard any exhibitors that have been particularly excited about that uh or attendees that have been particularly excited about that um what we did do in india was create um scheduled appointments and demos that actually had live people on either side that could actually participate on either side so that becomes more like the product demo in the stand at a physical show where you actually have a product engineer demonstrating it clearly not as rich, right? Because you're getting it through a screen, a 2d screen. Um, so you can't touch it. You can't hear it. You can't see it. Um, but you can get explained. You can learn about it. You can be enticed. That's the other part I like about digital is that um These digital events give people that would not make the investment of time and money to travel to a physical event because it's on the edge of their interest may very well engage with the digital event because there's less friction to getting into that digital event. And then from that engagement, realize, wait a second, there's actually something for me here. And that's where we then start to bring additional audiences into the physical events. So I think I think we waste a huge potential for the future by thinking about this as an either or, and it's, it's all about how do you reinforce physical with digital and how do you reinforce digital with physical? Right. And, and, and look at it as one uh, look at it as one community back to one community and one marketplace that you are, trying to deliver growth catalysts too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we let you go, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about integrated systems Europe. I, I mentioned the fact that a year ago, we were all getting ready for that. And just as you know, uh, the calendar happened, and, and not to rehash history, but that is that was the last major show that we, at least that, that we here at Aviation, Nation went to, um, you and I saw each other there and, and within a month we were sitting down and having this conversation about, about the cancellation of, of the in-person Infocom 2020 uh, Mr. Blackman uh, the, the gentleman who, who runs ISE um, Elixa owns 50% CD owns the other half um, has been you know, doing some interviews and talking about the fact that they have moved it the, 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 with the, along with the FIRA to June it was two weeks before um, Infocom in, in 2021 uh, no longer the case now. But one of the things I want to I talk about here is, is that still seems early, right, to some people because of some of the vaccines, because of some of the, the things that uh, different countries are experiencing and, and, and their spikes. And I'm, I'm going to use a quote, and, and I did not hear this directly from Rashid uh, Scott, the, the gentleman that runs uh, Biamp, but I'm so, certainly going accri- to attribute it to him. And that is the plan is the plan until it's no longer the plan. And I, I loved that quote because it's true, right? Uh, you know, folks, integrators went into, dealers went into 2020 going, this is our year, right? This is, this is our plan until April hit, right? Or until March hit or May hit. Uh, and then that's no longer the plan, right? Um, you know, when you look at, at you know, rolling out, you know, you know, classrooms or whatever, the plan is the plan until it's no longer the plan for, for reasons outside of your control. So when you're looking at ISD and other shows that you have globally, you know, what are you guys looking at as some of the, um, some of the uh, the mile markers to make sure that you're, you guys are staying safe, but you're also making sure that, that your stakeholders are, are taken care of as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that, uh, that line. And, and I love that it uh, is attributed to Rashid. Rashid's actually on our board of the uh, ISD. Um, and, um, it it really summarizes in 10 words or less uh, your life and my life for the past year, but really for our entire career, right? It's just been so visible this year and such big decisions this year. Um, The plan is the plan until it's no longer the plan. Uh, That implies there's a point in time where you have to change the plan. Um, So um, I actually i am a bit of a history buff and there's also a lot of analysis about the Cuban Missile Crisis and that part of the reason that we were able to get through that crisis without actually um, experiencing global uh, Armageddon is because President Kennedy made no decision sooner than he had to or later than he had to. That the decisions that he made were made at the moment that they most perfectly needed to be made. Um, And part of what was described uh, in respect to that is the fact that once you make a decision, you have eliminated options. As long as you hold off on the decision, you have options. Um, We we certainly, I mean, this this relocation of timeframe for Infocom has been a consideration, and looking at all of the different aspects that we can control and impact with regards to ensuring we deliver a safe, or at least as safe a pot as possible, an event as possible, um, have been in consideration since March of last year when we, when we canceled the, the Las Vegas show. How do we deliver a show? Um, and those the answers to that question are, have changed. Uh, every week, uh they they change with respect to more science more knowledge more information more uh understanding and mitigation and now of course they're changing because of more treatments available and more vaccines available Uh, johnson and johnson's vaccine um is likely moving uh, here in the united states for emergency youth authorization next week uh and and has different uh logistical challenges with regards to it and seems like it's going to make things even more available to people it is impossible. Nobody. Um, you you quoted Rashid. I'll quote Randy Klein. Uh, nobody knows what the situation is going to be with regards to public health in June uh, on the planet. Nobody knows currently. Um, so it. If you accept some of these givens, then I fully support Mike Blackman's decision that the plan is the plan until it's no longer the plan, and he's made it very clear that he's going to communicate that um, March 1st, if that plan is no longer the plan, everybody will know. So why is that? Well, that's because between now and March 1st, which it's hard for me to believe is really only 32 days. Um, none of the attendees or exhibitors are going to have any economic impact negatively or positively with regards to this decision so why make this decision on january in in january or in early february make the decision as late as possible in order to maintain the options you can't undecide you can't say okay we're not going to have the show in june and then change your mind and say okay we're actually going to have it but um you you can you have to evaluate what is it what is it that the exhibitors are giving up if we wait. There's nothing that is costing anybody any money other than actually Mike and Avix and CD. Well, the, yeah, hey,
0: there, there are certain, outside of your control, right? Outside of you, there, there are certain deposits and monies that have to be paid to, to booth builders and people like that. There are some hard-ish dates in there that, that, that have nothing to do with you, that aren't, right. aren't your dates. They're the people, right. third parties. But those start
1: 90 days out from the show. Okay, all right. So, so that's
0: why it's March, not May
1: 1st. Okay. That's why okay. it's March 1st is because that's when, that's when you're making the commitments to the stand design, to the construction, you're putting deposits down, you're starting to make uh sign contracts for hotel blocks. You're making the hotel reservations. You're making the, you're booking the flights. All of that starts then. If that started in um, November, then, Mike would be making the decision in November because it's not fair. You, you you can't remember made the decision as late as possible, but no later than needed, right? Yeah. If you if you wait too long, then people are wasting money and that's irresponsible. What's responsible is weighing all of these factors and identifying the right time to make the decision. These shows back to Catalyst for Market Growth and Community. Um, there, there are naysayers out there that are talking about um, the responsibility, responsibility of having the show, um, that that aren't really, in my opinion, looking at how many jobs are created at the show. How many people do you know in your circle of friends, colleagues, Tim, that have gotten a job because of a conversation that they had at Infocom,
0: or uh, switched switch jobs, at or switched <laughs>
1: jobs, right? Uh, and and I'll take it even to another level. Uh, how many how many mergers and acquisitions have occurred in this industry because company a exhibited across the aisle from company b these are real places of commerce this isn't a boondoggle to hang out and have beer with a friend these are places where business is transacted where people get back to work not not even mentioning the hundreds if not thousands of people that go back to work in the convention center Renting AV equipment, managing the delivery of AV equipment, the people in our family, right, that have been hurt by this pandemic go back to work when we have a trade show. There's a lot that is riding on this, and uh, none of it has anything to do with whether or not a VIXA makes a profit or not, because whether a VIXA makes a profit or not isn't what our Stakeholders care about, they're not shareholders, right? This all circles back They they care that that
0: they make a profit, right? And that they're able to make a profit,
1: yeah. And we are serving the industry by having this event. Now, we won't have an irresponsible event. We'll do everything we can and make the best judgments we can with all the information available to us to ensure that we do not do something that is unsafe um, and that is uh, against the recommendations.
0: Let, let me bring up one 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 really quick thing and i i, I you and i i want to sit down with you for a longer conversation about what an overarching um the what the overarching benefit of a, a trade organization is that's a longer conversation that you and i don't have have time for today but, but the the reason i i bring i want to bring up local Uh, regulations, right? Because you just said, we're going to follow the regulations. One of the fascinating things that I've I've learned or just been more exposed to over the course of this year is uh, educating friends that don't live in the States about the interesting federation of the States, right? Of the United States. Mm. Um, Because especially uh, friends that are in the UK and in different parts of the EU, um, we have 50 states here. We have 50 governors. Um, I live in the state of Illinois. I, I live outside of the city of St. Louis, but I physically live in the state of Illinois. You live in, in Virginia, right? Um, you and I have different regulations. You and I are different mm-hmm. under different lockdown measures depending on the, on the time of the year and depending on our governors. Infocom this year is held in the state of Florida, which um, different parts of, of last year was a, a, a higher pandemic um, uh, infection rate. At times they went down. That state's regulations have been more lax than at least the state of Illinois. Uh, I, I can't speak to Virginia because I didn't really, quite frankly, to pay attention because I was more worried about, you know, I know I'm a horrible person. Um, but that's <laughs> one of the things that is, is explaining to people that don't live here is, is how that's, this dynamic works, right? Yes, the federal government can make certain recommendations. They can do certain things. But when it comes down to, to local regulations, it really does come down, you know, politics is local and that, that's kind of where that comes from. When you guys look at that, is there any sense of, of, you know, not comparison, contrast, but looking at going, oh, why are the states doing this? And, and you know, Infocom China, for example, or, you know, uh, Integrated Systems Europe does a, a, a program in, in Russia, um, uh, has a trade show in Russia, or, you know, Infocom India, you guys are, are comparing and contrasting. Are you learning anything or what, do, what are you learning from these different regulations or is it, does it really just come down to infection rate? And that's kind of what's driving a lot of these governmental um, uh, efforts and, and, and their, their kind of their regulations.
1: Well, I, I mean, you think value of trade organization, it shows us a long conversation that <laughs> you just teed up. I'm trying desperately to figure out how to give you a quick answer to this. I think it comes down to, yes. Oh, first of all, one embedded question in there is, are we learning anything? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's such a blessing that we have with regards to these shows all around the world at different times is that, and I laid it out there, sort of the Infocon Connect to the Go Virtual 2 um, sign. And then if you look at the Rise series that Mike is supporting through ISE uh, with The Next Web, over the last several months that are monthly engagements, another different business model. So, so yes, we are learning from those things. What it underscores is that, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm channeling Terry Friesenberg here is that you make the the decisions that are right for the market that you're in. Right. We, I think one of the reasons our shows in Bangkok and India and uh, in China and in Amsterdam and in Las Vegas are successful is because they don't try to be rubber stamps of themselves. They are, they are, you know, ISE, same industry, same passion, same love. ISE and Infocom, even with a lot of the same exhibitors uh and attendees, they they have very different fields. They're, they they're in a different market. They have a they have they have different environmental factors that are influencing them. Um So when we look at a a show in Europe, we're looking at the conditions in Europe, uh, and we're looking at the sentiment of the people that would likely attend and or exhibit at that show. Mike has 700 contracts for exhibitors at that show. He's got over 400,000 square feet that's booked for that show. How many trade shows do you go to a year, Tim, that have over 400,000 square feet? I mean, that's a big show. Um, and that's in, you know, early 2021. Um, will some people cancel? Probably. Will some people book? Probably. Between now and June. Um, but that happens every year. I mean, there's, there's always some churn and flux. Ultimately, at the core of it is um, health and safety recommendations of the authority having jurisdiction, right? So you, you, you must you follow those; cannot uh, pass go with regards to those, um, and and then it's sentiment. This came up in some of our earlier conversations about um, Infocom and ISE, and and unfortunately, I think got shifted a little out of context. And um, that we were talking about the fact that let's let's sort of acknowledge the realities of the world right now and expect that people will probably not want to um, travel as far or as much as they did previously if you if you acknowledge that reality then you likely we would predict not not actually it's a prediction not a strategy it, we would predict that there would be a more local focus at each of these shows there would be um, less uh, global uh, attendance at each of the shows um, I think that 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 is going to continue to to hold true for ISE. I, I think it'll be a smaller show than it's been in the past. Um, I don't think there's anything uh, apologetic that we should put out there about that. I think I think again that maybe this is another one of those um, from these challenges we have an opportunity to take a look at how do we truly judge the value of a trade show? Is it really how many people walk through the door or is it the purpose of those people and how effectively that purpose was delivered um and um the you know few of the you know 700 or 1000 exhibitors have 80,000 people stop at their stands right yeah. so it, it's an easy number but we've had that conversation before too that um it's not necessarily the best number. Uh, and, and uh, this is, this is a great opportunity it, uh, throughout this tragedy. We've had so many learning experiences as human beings. Um, and, uh, each of them has been painful as most learning experiences are. Uh, but they, they create, they create an opportunity to, to lay out something new. And, uh, I, I so now I'm losing track of my point and you're being no, very you're polite fine. to let me babble on. Um, I think we look at the conditions in Catalonia, in Barcelona, in Spain, in Europe, uh, and we evaluate what is possible and what is uh, appropriate, what people want. Ultimately, it's not what Mike wants. It's not what I want. It's not what CEO wants or you want. It's what serves the industry most effectively.
0: All right, I'll leave you with one more quote. It, it's through it's through challenge and uh, and resistance that we're able to grow, uh, and that's that's how we grow. And and that's just my own little. I don't even know who I, where I picked that up from. So, Mr. David Labuska, CEO of uh, Infocom and of VIXA. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Always great to talk with you, Tim. All right, and we will see you and the rest of your folks October twenty third. Yes, you will. In uh, in Orlando. Great. Uh, you can find them at InfocomShow.org, InfocomShow.org, and you can continue to register for the October event. For us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find this program and a host of others, including our coverage of Infocom 2021, October 22nd through the 29th of 2020. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.